Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Big Sean, do you know about Women's History Month? (laughs) Yeah, don't we celebrate that in June? No, it's celebrated in March, but today because, well, A, we have our resident woman, Karen, in the house, and we love women abroad and all around. We're going to continue. We're going to extend Women's Month to June. and well, we have a We're fine- making a statement, Matt. <laughs> women's history should be celebrated every month. So, gar- Garnet, golly, gee, we're celebrating it in June as well. Did you just That's say golly, garnet, golly, <laughs> golly jean? A. I don't know what that means, that means, but all I know garnet, people is Sean Linda had a bright idea to celebrate <laughs> women's to celebrate women and I'm all for it. And, and today's show, Sean, Karen, why don't you guys tell us what the theme is? Okay. Today's show is financial tips for women, but that can also be for men. But they're for women because these are specific to things that women maybe woman up every now and again. All right. Sounds good to me. Actually, it's a top 10 list, people. It's the top 10 financial tips for women. And like Karen said, many of these principles will apply to everyone, but we've tailored them. So we're going to get this started. Tip number one, know your worth financially, personally, and professionally. What do you guys think about that one? Well, I think that not knowing your worth, you can't not you can't rely on other people to know your worth because it's not their job to do it and they won't. And if you don't know your worth, then you can't ask for how much you're worth. Absolutely. You, you, you want to, in these times, you have to know what you bring to the table because it has value. You, you want to go into, you don't want to go into relationships blinded. If you're bringing more to the table, I believe it should be acknowledged. And it's not bringing something to the table is more than just financial. You bring support. You bring all kinds of womanly things that a man might also do. But Karen, I'm just this show is about finance, please. Can I know, let's not deviate. Not, we don't want to know that. Yes, you're the funniest girl in the room. We get it. But dude, we're talking Sean, about finance. Sean, you, there is a dollar amount that you can attach to any contribution between people, even if it's not being compensated in dollars and cents. So if you help to run a household, if you are someone's support, if you make the damn bed in the morning, you know, if you want to be technical about it, even though even if somebody's not paying you to do it, there's a dollar and cents value to that. And you're not wrong for knowing what that is. You're bringing yeah. it to the table. Well, I'm going to slightly value. agree with you, Karen, in the sense that I think, you know, especially in these times in 2021, 
everybody has a sense of value. And I think in relationships, it should be acknowledged what your value is, what your worth is, and your significant other, especially as a woman. Men need to recognize and understand your worth. And it may not come, like you say, in dollars and cents, but it comes in other ways that men need to, like, you need to make sure your significant other acknowledges that and agrees to what your worth is. Because in the long run, if you're not, it could, it could hurt you down the road. They need to see your worth. And yeah. you need to realize your worth. And I think that's the point. And what if you don't have a significant other? You need to know your worth, whether you have one or not. When you're dealing with jobs, when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with whatever, you have to understand that you bring value to the table. So don't don't minimize or, you know, just being aware of your value is the point here. So, And I also want to add, too, I see it a lot with men. And, you know, I see, and I feel sorry for women because sometimes they're – Success can be their Achilles heels when it comes to men because it, it may bring about envy to, 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 to men. So I don't want women are listening. Don't let that slow you down. It's only a man's ego that's in the way and it's his insecurities. So if you're striving and you're doing well, don't feel you have to slow your pace down for a man to catch up. And by the way, that is some beta nonsense behavior. A man who is a secure, real man will be so proud of his woman's success and so happy for the added resources and, and for your shine. Exactly. So let's move on to num tip number two, Karen. Let's throw that to you. So, okay, I, I literally just ran into this problem. <laughs> Don't be afraid to negotiate. I... It's embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing because it's so stereotypical. Women women report salary expectations between three and thirty-two percent lower than those of men for the same jobs. And wow. I if I'm if they're anything like me, the way that I negotiate is that I kind of don't because I'm agreeable. And to me, negotiation feels like conflict, which it is, but it's in a controlled way with a purpose but i don't i don't really like that i like for everyone to all get along and that's the worst feeling after you're hired for a job or you accept an offer to realize that you were lowballed or even if not intentionally lowballed you could have gotten more and you just didn't because when you don't ask you don't get that's a fact because also for anyone when you're taking a job or starting a new job or negotiating that's when you get your money because you're not going to come in and then out of merit, all of a sudden they're going to gift you a much larger salary than you're getting. You you got to negotiate that from the top. So, mm -hmm. ladies, don't be afraid. Don't don't shy away from quote unquote conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, you definitely want to fight for your value. Yeah. And I always believe in getting what you want too. Is like it's not being to, to, if you're worried about being arrogant or being overwhelming or what they're going to say. I always find a way around it by asking questions. Mm -hmm. You know, questions such as. What's the salary range for this position? You know, is the salary negotiable? What other benefits are you offering? And you know, what's your pay structure? You know, if you're, you know, asking a question is more can sometimes get you the answer that you need if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, discussing these things. And you might not be comfortable if you don't. Sometimes your discomfort's for a reason, right? Like you're uncomfortable because you don't want to overstep, and you you want to feel out the parameters of what's acceptable. And maybe you, it's not a job where you can demand a lot of money, but you can say, "How do we grow together?" And like, what does this look like a year from now? There's like other ways to get value. Also, one one other thing I'd like to add to this tip: if you are about to negotiate for a salary and you haven't done it or you're uncomfortable doing it, maybe. Call one of your friends who is 
maybe into finance or negotiations and do some role play. Practice how you want to talk it out. You don't just want to come in cold. If you're A, you're already uncomfortable doing it because you only get this one shot. Once you get that salary locked, it is what it is. So you want to make sure you prepare to negotiate. And it's also like a very basic piece of negotiating advice, but I found to be true, which is don't be the first one to say a number. Don't Let blink. Start. Yeah. And that it's, it's a true a hundred percent of the time, literally a hundred percent of the time. Let them start. And I always do it too. If that I ask, if I ask what's their salary range and they say, Oh, it's 50 to 60,000. Then I say, well, let's start at 60. Like put your reward yourself at the top. I'm like, okay, let's start. At, let them tell you why you don't deserve 60. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, most of us think, oh, let me start at 50. No, start at 60 and see what they say from there. But that and gets into, go ahead. People, well, I, I was going to say that an employer values a bold employee, you know, even if they negotiate downwards or whatever, people appreciate the balls on a person who has the chutzpah to ask for what they're worth. Exactly. Exactly. And here's my third one that leads to the third one for me is one thing I hate, and both male and female, but I find, you know, this is for the ladies, is complacency, you know. Look for better opportunities if you're not fulfilled. Don't become complacent, especially young people. Like you mm-hmm. have so much ahead of you. It's so much experience. You get it from multiple places. You don't, you're not married or to any type of job or opportunity. Look, you know, explore, hold up that resume, you know. Be I think this new generation is, step, is getting away from this, but I hear you, Sean. Yeah, be comfortable with your skill set and know that, you know, gain the skills in a job that are transferable. We did an episode on transferable skills, so you should kind of look back into it and see, like, you know, as you, when you're working, the mindset should be, okay, what are the skills I'm getting? What are the transferable? And put yourself out there. Be bold with it. Yeah, it's like, honestly, being at a job that you're not happy with is such a soul-sucking proposition for you. It's like sleeping on a crappy mattress, you know? If you're going to be spending a third of your life doing something, it, it should be something that you actually like. Exactly. Well, next up, tip number four, a man is not a retirement plan. Okay. Say it again. That, and, Stop and that, screaming at me. I heard you. And that, and that I rhymes. Didn't say it. I don't want to say it. A man, is, a man is not a retirement plan. So let's let's unpack that one. So uh, I'm not going to like that one. Hey, you know, it, it's. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. What do you, what, what do you call this? Tough love here. So save your retirement. You know, you're in a relationship to add value and not to become a dependent. You know, a man shouldn't feel you need him, but rather you appreciate him, but can and will survive with or without him. Like basically like men and women need to come to these relationships as equals. And and this same rule could apply to men as well. Like, you know, if you're, if you're thinking that, yo, my baby's got all this money coming in, she got a good job and I'm just gonna chill like that. Basically people need to provide uh, equal value or at least as much value as possible and not be trying to just coast off someone else's coattails. Yeah, one of my friends, it strained his relationship with his wife. I mean, they got married, she was, they met in, at the job, she decided, she had kids, she decided to leave and her retirement plan needed to be like boost up to maintain it or something like that. And she wasn't willing to go back to work to do that. And it, it put a strain in their relationship. I will say this though, that, that well, but I'm not, sorry, Karen, not to cut no, you no, off. I just want to amend my, my opening statements here. Now, if you and your, your partner have an understanding or you guys communicate and like one is going to be a stay home, you know, parent or partner, one is out working 
out of the house, one's working in the house. Like there's there are exceptions to these rules, but it's just more of a mentality thing. Like if you are searching for thinking that some man is just going to be a retirement plan or some woman is like basically, I think it's really not depending upon that. Like I said, you can discuss this and maybe there's an arrangement that works for both parties where it's like, you know, I'm going to stay home and raise these kids while you go out and because you got that great job. And that's different. So I, I there are. But I'm still the man of managing expectations. I still think, especially in these times, men need to hear that. Like if a woman is saying, okay, I'm giving up contributing to my retirement plan to stay at home and raise these kids, acknowledge the fact that you're going to be contributing more to the retirement plan. Acknowledge the fact that here is my sacrifice. So he consistently gets it. So he's not looking down the road like, you know, I'm the one making all these financial contributions. But it's on but, both parties. The man and the woman have to have a conversation. It's not on her to speak. It's like both of them should sit down as adults, as business partners in this relationship and discuss what their financial future is. And I would I would say that there's like a, um, there's a corollary. There's um a sister point to this, not to make it all womany, but that for men and women both, even if you're not looking at a man or a woman, whatever, as a retirement plan, there's a little thread of complacency that can come from being in love, and that can have the same net effect as if you were thinking about this in terms of a retirement plan. Does that make sense? That sometimes we get, like, I, I know- from you give us a life. real life example, Karen? You're just talking yeah. around in circles. Okay, when you get in a relationship, you go goo goo gaga, and then reality doesn't kick in for like year two? I'm saying this. I'm saying, you know, if, if you if you are in a relationship, you go, yes, this is, you know, my future is secured or whatever. And you are not making these financial efforts on your own behalf to set up your own financial future independent of that. That result is the same as if you didn't have that intent necessarily, but you get super caught up in love and you allow it to sidetrack you or make you complacent in other areas. And you know, to, like I can't quite relate to the point of seeing a man as a financial future, but I can relate to the point of letting a man dominate my present so that it could but jeopardize she, my financial future. Yeah, so you should look at love objectively. You should look at love. I think I, it's hard to look at love objectively because it's so subjective. But you should you should find that, find that balance right in your life where for everything that you love. Did you fall in love with a broke man? Would you fall in love with a broke man? Not at, not at this point in my life. I think okay, that... Right. So, because, so love is objective. So but, love that, is objective. but brokenness isn't about money. Brokenness is about whatever no, got I'm you talking money broke. Money broke. Money broke. broke. Yes, money that's broke. what I'm No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. If you Look, why wouldn't I date a broke man? Is that because his personality is defective just because he doesn't have money? No, but I would say if I'm going to date somebody and they're around my age... 30 something and they're flat ass broke. I have to ask myself, that is a red flag for me. Why do you have no money as a true adult? You're not 20. So would I date a broke man? No, but it's not because of some sort of provider what thing. Broke because, what if he's broke what? with reason? What if he's broke with reason? Like, like maybe he had his, his he had this his parents were sick and he put a lot out, spent all of his money on keeping his parents alive. Maybe his doc need, dog needed surgery. Maybe he was part of a dot com movement and his the dot com went under. Like I'm talking, you know, not not, not like irresponsibly broke, broke with with reason. You're still not dating him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need we need we need nice things. We need to do things. We need to live. No, I I would not. A lot of men would date broke women. A lot of men would date broke women. We 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 like we make that sacrifice. That's not part of our criteria. Like, is she broke? We like okay, we'll make it work. But having well, money is a masculine quality, and you'll find that the more. Well, well that is so. That, no, All right, women, close your ears. No, Close it's not. Women. No, it's Sarah, not. Karen made Look, a sexy listen, remark. Talk to any woman. Talk. 
And oh, let's talk to Oprah. Let's talk to Ellen DeGeneres. Let's talk to Yes, talk to Ellen DeGeneres. Talk to any woman who's very financially successful, and she will tell you that her dating options are next to zero. And whereas a financially successful man, his dating options are almost a hundred percent. So yeah, it is. A, so obviously, there's some kind of quality that is. Well, all you women that got money, four hundred one k's. You can call me at 917 <laughs> Call a brother. Sean is a feminist. All right, you guys, let's break it up. You guys both are making good points. This 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 tip four, there's a lot of gray area, and, and I would agree that you know the, the super wealthy boss women's uh options are a little different than the super boss wealthy men, but we're probably talking to people who aren't in that category anyway. So bottom line <laughs> is <laughs> let, 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 let's probably go to more of the middle and just, just make sure you're handling your own financial house. Don't get so caught up to where it's as mad who's two women run his household. Okay. Just so you know, just say this little disclaimer. Okay. Okay. Let's be clear on that. That's, yeah, that's two women. No, this is not like let's, I'm, let's I have that little disclaimer before we continue, but yes, Matt, I'll let you continue. That's a wife and a mother-in-law when he said two women. This is not, this is not that kind of party over here. But anyway, so I think we've, we've, we've gone through tip number four enough. Karen, what's tip number five? Tip number five is never stop setting career and financial goals, including if you are starting a family, because I think that it is like a very overwhelming task and that you I think that as women it's we tend to prioritize we tend to put all of our effort into one direction and starting a family is an overwhelming priority to a lot of people but your financial well-being the need to be financially healthy doesn't stop because you're starting a family setting clear goals and continuing to grow is a form of self-care and it's a form it's a way of making sure that you are happy and fulfilled on your own end and that you can be as happy and fulfilled a member of your family for your family as possible you know, you said starting a family like three times, Karen. You trying to signal to us somewhere? Are you letting mm. the universe trying to speak no. three times? Why? You want Lewis? Why is you want to tell us? Wanted... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, well, on that note, well, let, let's let Karen think of, about that. If she has something to share with us, we're going to take a quick break while she contemplates if she has an announcement to make. So, so we've gone through our first five tips. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our final five after this quick break. Two Black Guys with Good Credit. Top 10 Financial Tips for Women. Stay tuned. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today... It's all about the ladies. We're giving financial tips to the women. Um, we've gone through our top, we've gone through five of our top 10. But before we took a break, we, we had a question for Karen. Do you have any announcements to make or should I just keep going with the list? You guys are literally humiliating me. No, I have no announcements to make and you will be probably the fourth or fifth people to know. <laughs> awesome. I feel special. But well, let's jump back into this list. We are at number six. Actually, let's recap what we've discussed. Uh, tip number one was know your worth financially, personally, and professionally. Tip number two was don't be afraid to negotiate. Tip number three, look for better opportunities if you're not fulfilled. Tip number four, a man is not a retirement plan. And tip number five, never stop setting career and financial goals. Um, down to the top five now top five baby we are so let me kick this off with tip number six never stop learning and i think this applies really to human beings this is not just a tip for the ladies it's a tip for, for everybody but but we're, we're we've tailored it for the ladies so even <laughs> if you take time off to do, you know for you're raising a family if you take time off and you know you're no longer in the workforce because like yeah you're raising your, your your family you can still take time off and, and continue to learn educate yourself you can you know and we're in a perfect era with online uh ways there's so many ways that you can continue to learn and develop skills or interests that you have so karen any any uh comment on this one yeah, well, there's actually tons of really high quality courses. Sorry, I said actually, that's so patronizing, but that you can take for really cheap or for free on Coursera, Thinkific, Udemy. They're, they're some of them by Harvard professors, some of them by people who have an area of expertise who put together a course. And you can learn a ton, not only from that, but even from YouTube videos. Anything you want to learn is literally out there. And there's actually almost too much information out there. And continuing to learn gives you the confidence to go into other jobs and apply for other work. If you stay within your comfort zone, you, the world becomes intimidating. And you kind of have to really continue education just to stay current, to give yourself worth. So I think it's very important from a financial perspective to always continue to learn. Yeah. And it's like a, a personal spiritual growth journey as well. We're not, you don't, you don't stop learning even if you're not making the conscious decision to learn, but learning more about the world, the older you get is one of the, I don't know, pleasures of being alive. I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak for all women. I, I can speak for some women. Well, let's move on to tip number seven, Sean. Treat yourself. And, you know, I can say most households, as much as a man would, may not want to admit it, the women more, wear the more hats in the house. You know, they're the ones, probably they're the nurturing ones. They're the oh carekeeper of the home. And they're the I'm ones. And then some of them are career oriented as well. So I would say you have to, as a woman, 
get, you know, sometimes take yourself away from the day to day, the the stresses of life and treat yourself. Even it means, you know, hanging out with your girlfriends, like, you know, Karen is a great girlfriend friend type thing. She's going to make sure that you enjoy yourself and, you know, and maybe even going to a spa, getting a foot rub, treating yourself to your favorite restaurant and just you like just your thing. You know, it's very important that through these day to day challenges of life, wearing multiple hats that you treat yourself, but do not while doing that is a balance. Do not overwhelm yourself with consumer debt as well. Don't like, you don't want to be that one that's run up a lot of debt. And I've had friends experience that where, you know, it becomes your Achilles heel. But mm-hmm. I do believe in rewarding yourself as a woman, especially with the challenges that you have in life. Yeah. I mean, staying within a budget when you want to give yourself a reward is such an annoying bummer and I hate doing it. <laughs> so sometimes I don't, but yes, it is a reward in and of itself to spend your money wisely. (laughs) All right. Tip number eight, Karen. Right. So tip number eight is ask for help if needed. I think that women is a general species are sweet and loving creatures who help a lot of people and sometimes don't want to ask for help because it feels like you're burdening somebody else with your needs, but you are not an island and you can't do everything alone. You know, no, none of us can. Men don't do everything alone. They ask for help constantly and get it. And you don't get the help that you don't ask for sometimes. So it's not, I don't just mean like personal or emotional help, but professional help. Find it, you know, help with structuring your finances and creating a budget. Absolutely. I think um, that's a, a universal thing. And, and I think that's a great tip. And, and our, for our entrepreneurial women out there, if you're about to start your businesses or, or whatever it is you're trying to do, there's so many financial experts and there's so much financial expertise out there where you can get advice and you can get help. So definitely do your Googles and and find experts. Right. And if you don't know something, there's tons of people who don't know it. You know, there's not, there isn't any shame in asking for help, not knowing how to do stuff that you don't know how to do. All right. Well, moving on to tip number nine, build an emergency fund. Having a financial cushion increases your options if you end up in an emergency situation. A rainy day fund contributes to your independence. It can contributes to your peace of mind. Like this is a stressful world we're living in. So, you know, an emergency can really put you and put anyone in a a financial bind. So you want to protect yourself. And you don't want to have to make tough choices you know i mean yes you might we all have to make tough choices anyway but an emergency fund kind of cushions cushions the blow of something may be worth happening sean do you have a number in mind of what an emergency fund should should like three months worth of or how many is there like kind of a uh advice on what an emergency fund should look like you know there are many ways you can look at it and especially as i get older I realize the importance of like insurance. So I try to insure myself in many different ways so that if something does happen, I'm kind of covered for it. Like I had a big lawsuit seven years ago and I didn't know I can have, you know, you can have part of, you can have insurance for like legal costs, legal expenses. You know, I have insurance, you know, home insurance, car insurance, you know, work insurance. Like I think you can look into by way of emergency fund can also be a way of insurance. And if you're fully covered in the sense of reducing your risk and exposure through insurance, then, you know, I think, like Matt, you just said a couple months rent, couple months mortgage payments kind of thing would, would, would suffice because you've really, you're protecting yourself, you know? And I think as you get older, you have to really focusing on the things that you're exposed and that could hurt you, okay. you know? So All I think right. emergency fund comes in many different ways. Well, let's move on to tip number 10. Well, here's my favorite. 
I think of all of them. And this is use missteps to help you grow. You know, you have to really understand that life has its hills and its valleys. And you have to look at mistakes where you made and grow from them, like not repeat the same mistake financially, emotionally, relationship wise. You know, if you're dating somebody that or you that, you know, didn't have the same financial outlook and goals as you, then please don't make the same mistake twice. You know, if you're if you realize that this path in your career wasn't working, but another opportunity similar presents itself, then you really have to kind of sit down and learn from your mishaps. And, you know, the definition of crazy is, you know, doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different outcome. So I would say, you know, Karen, you're staring into the screen now, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> serial killer. Uh, I, actually, so. I disagree with that definition because I think that that's the same definition of practice. Practice is doing the same thing over and over and indeed expecting a different result, which is to get better at the thing that you're doing. But yes, I, I know why you said that. And I know why you called me out on looking like a psycho killer spacing out <laughs> into the screen. I <laughs> so I would just say that, you know, life is life is a journey and it, it, it finance as well. And, you know, I'm constantly learning things financially that I didn't know before. So I think you have to challenge yourself and continue to learn and learn from your mistakes and under welcome them and say, hey, how am I going to get better at this? And I think, you know, it's not something like women. And I thought I don't want to make a general statement like Karen does, but I say, you know, women are very <laughs> emotional and they could internalize a lot of things when they should just release it, you know, and, and learn from it and grow. Right. And there there isn't anything that you can do about the mistakes of the past, except to learn from them and the, the you don't need to do something that I do, which is maybe punish yourself or kind of stay on the fact that you made a mistake at some point, you know, I don't, and I don't want to be like super woo about all this, but, and I don't know if this is even true, but it benefits me to think that things happen for a reason, whether they do or they don't, it's useful to look at things that have happened and ask why, that thing had to happen in that way. Does that make sense? In order to figure out what I'm supposed to learn. Absolutely. Um, well, I know we, we said it was a top 10 list. Um, I, I had a honorable mention that didn't make the list, but we always for, financial, for financial tips for women, for you women entrepreneurs out there, investigate the, the like grants that are specifically for women entrepreneurs if you're looking to for startup capital if you're looking for for help in building your business there is there there is a movement and it, it's growing and it there are people who are looking specifically to support help build and cultivate and you know like this is a great time for the for the women entrepreneurs so i would just suggest you go out and do some digging and see what you can find as opposed to just you know, going it alone. There's money out there. That's really, really smart and didn't occur to me until you said it. And it's not written on our list because it is an honorable mention and I have to do some Googling. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and partner with other women, smart women and work together. Women, you know, do things together and find, seek opportunities. You know, women are ruling. Women has always ruled the world and I think they'll continue to. And, you know, it's a perfect, it's a beautiful time to be a woman. All right. Thank you, Sean. On behalf of all women, <laughs> I want to say thank you for your beautiful words. <laughs> well, my mother was a woman, Karen. We, we, a beautiful appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. Love women. <laughs> well, on that, on that note, that, that brings our financial tips for women show to a close. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you could take, had some good takeaways from this. Um, 
And As we celebrate Bill- Women's History Month in June. <laughs> it's, women, it's Women's History Month every month here. Every month. No, women, no women are celebrating Women's History Month in June. <laughs> <But> we <laughs> as two black guys will get credit. We're celebrating women in June. <laughs> just, you know, we don't want right. folks to forget, you know, like, you know, and next March month we'll have our Christmas ago. special. And next month we'll have our Christmas <laughs> <Absolutely>. show. <laughs> and you know what? You know what we say to you women? We say, you're welcome. well let's be ahead of the curve no we're taking the proactive reports approach we're starting women's history month early this is the jump start early that's right also i'll add this just because i don't want to sound like you know we're the men telling women what to do like we were just uh tailoring these tips to to be a little more specific because all these things are universal and maybe next month we'll make it Men's History Month, and we'll have uh, the top ten. The same list. Dips. Be equal. Be <laughs> feminist. It has to be the exact same list. With that's a fact. However, men, a man is not a retirement plan. Get that in your head. Well, on that note, let's bring this show to a close before any more shots are fired. <laughs> I'm Matt Smith. Uh, for two black guys with good credit, like I always say, nothing changes if nothing changes. So we hope some of these tips will inspire some changes that will be helpful in your lives. And I'm out of here. And I'm Karen Margolis, a third of two black guys with good credit. And as I always say, it doesn't matter what you've done. It matters what you do next. Hit me up at Karen Margolis on everything. K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. And I'm Sean Linda, the better half of two black guys with good credit. Send us your emails. You can always email us at tbgwgc at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. As I say every show, your money is your money. Keep it in your damn pocket. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.